All right, everyone, welcome back to the Palmetto Report. My name is Spencer Horton. I am a senior mass comm major. I'm here with... Sabrina, um, I'm a digital information design major, and... I'm Joey. I'm a digital information design major. Mm-hmm, yeah, so South Carolina implemented the policy of the uh, firing squad or death penalties. They brought it back. They're one of the only states to bring it back. I think the last time someone was killed by firing squad in the U.S. was 2010. So the state is looking at bringing that back as what they say is a humane way of doing the death penalty. Well, uh, we are here with Dr. Patricia Hovis of York Tech. She is the criminal justice department chair. So really, I only have two questions for you today. One is, as you talked about, the firing squad has been brought back in South Carolina. And I was wondering what you thought about that. I don't think the firing squad is inhumane. I don't think it's any more inhumane than any other method. I think it is more humane than electrocution, lethal injection, the gas chamber. I don't have a problem with the firing squad. doesn't mean I always agree with the death penalty, but I I don't have a problem with the firing squad. I think um, from a budgetary perspective, it's probably the least expensive for the state. I do think, though, that it is difficult for the executioner or whomever the employees are that are going to participate in the execution. I think the studies have revealed, in our state particularly, that they don't fare well afterwards. So that that really concerns me. But from an inmate perspective, and if we're going to put somebody to death, I don't think that the firing squad is inhumane. And uh, that was going to be my second question. Um, In terms of the death penalty in general, what are your thoughts on that? Is it something that you generally agree should be in place, the death penalty? I did at one time. I was a proponent of the death penalty. I'm not anymore. I think that um, life in prison without the possibility of parole is a hellish sentence and is punishment. I'm not a victim of a crime, so I can't really speak to what the victim thinks, but I think uh, our time is up with the death penalty in the United States. Today also joining us is Dr. Scott Huffman. He is the director of the Center for Public Opinion and Policy Research and a professor of political science at Winthrop. Okay, so I want to ask you about how um, South Carolina has started a, a firing squad for death row inmate six for execution. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason for this is apparently because when it comes to execution via injection, they've been running out of drugs to use because pharmaceutical companies don't want to give the states the drugs. What do you think about that? Well, a lot of the drugs for the the cocktail, and it's usually a three-drug cocktail, come from pharmaceutical companies in Europe, which are against the, the death penalty. So if they know that they're going to go for that purpose, they've refused to sell. Now, there are also these companies that are recombination, right? They buy raw materials, raw drugs, and or raw chemicals, and recreate the, the uh, drugs and then sell them to a secondary person. For a while, that was a way to get around this issue, but there have been laws passed that make it difficult to use that sort of backdoor way to get the drugs. So a lot of states that are very, very pro-death penalty have been looking for additional ways. You know, you, you all, you've always had Utah, which has pretty much always allowed the firing squad. But because of the political leanings of the places where these drugs are manufactured, um, it's more and more difficult to get them. And 
there's there's also the question of cruel and unusual punishment, which of course outlawed by the Eighth Amendment. But many of the folks who have died by lethal injection, they've they've been seeing them uh, shake violently, you know, vomit, uh, seem to go through pain. Right, and um, from my research, part of the firing squad was supposed to be like an additional option because the only other option is via electrocution via electric chair. Right, and now there are actually some other states that hanging is allowed as well. But the one of the issues is the inmate is asked to request the form of their execution. And an interesting sort of externality of that is the state then uses that to try and end the inmate's appeals, saying you can't appeal and say it's cruel or unusual or whatever when you have agreed to it, meaning because they were asked to pick a form of their own execution. So, you know, and again, you have states like Mississippi that have the gas chamber. Um, You know, more and more states are going to this because of the difficulty of obtaining the, uh, the drugs necessary. And frankly, for a lot of people, this satisfies the, the lust of vengeance um, that the public often sees because of the, these heinous crimes. Our criminal justice system is far more about punishment than rehabilitation, and nothing demonstrates that more than the death penalty and its viciousness, in this case, uh, before a firing squad. So how effective would a firing squad as a form of execution would be, possibly? Well, usually um, the way it's, it's historically been done, there are uh, multiple people firing, and they are all expert marksmen. The location of the heart is marked over the, over the prisoner, over the victim. One of the executioners is supposed to be given a blank, so that the idea behind that is none of the executioners truly knows if they were the one who you know, cause the death of, of the person. Whether or not something like that will, will bring in, will be brought in, I don't know. It is, uh, if expert marksmen are used, it is very effective. They're going to die. There have historically been incidents where death was not immediate. You can go through the, the history, but, you know, just like the in lethal injection is effective, doesn't mean it's instantaneously effective. Okay, and is there anything else you would like to say on the subject? America still favors the death penalty. And, you know, you have a lot of folks who are pro-life at birth, but, you know, and say all lives matter, but, you know, a a prisoner's life, however, doesn't. They have to pay for their crimes, and mere imprisonment can't do that. The problem with the death penalty is that it can never truly deliver justice because it cannot bring the person back from the dead. So at the end, it is only vengeance, and the public is okay with that. Personally, as a Christian, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and, you know, Jesus was against the death penalty, as he showed when, you know, they refused to throw rocks and kill the woman who had committed a a sin punishable by death. But the American public opinion says it's A-OK, and as long as that's the case, they will continue to seek ways to kill people on death row, uh, getting around any obstacle. Thank you for um, attending the podcast today, Dr. Huffman. Oh, you're very welcome. My pleasure. I'm also here with Professor Dr. David Mueller. Um, he is the Associate Professor of Philosophy, and I just wanted to ask him a couple questions since he's taken some courses in ethics and he's actually teaching them as well. So, Dr. Mueller, um, do you think that inmates should have the right to choose 
whether they are executed um, between lethal injection, electrocution, or firing squads, and how do you justify that opinion? Well, so the answer, I guess, could be in some sense yes and in some sense no. So it sort of depends, right? On the one hand, you might think we're executing people who probably committed some violent crimes against someone else. And so a lot of people might say, well, they didn't give their victims a choice, right? So why should sort of they have a choice? Um, so you can sort of understand why some people might think there, you know, there sort of shouldn't be a choice. Also, another reason there, there historically has not been a choice is because usually there's just been a method of, you know, executions that you would use in any given state. And different states had their different protocols, different methods, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have a few different possible options, someone has to make that choice, right? Um, and if you are going to have a few different options, again, there's there's different ways you can go about making that decision. You could say the prison system makes, you know, this is where the state makes all those other decisions for the prisoner. Um, so why not let them make that one as well? But at the same time, we often think that end-of-life decisions are relatively important. And again, if you are going to have some options, you might not want to leave it entirely to the prisoner, but maybe you could talk to them. <laughs> they could be part of the, the decision. But there again, maybe they're not going to have, if they bring back firing squads, maybe they will just switch to firing squads and then there won't be choices. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this, um, I was going to ask this later on, but I think it's very relevant to the answer you've given me. So I'll just ask it anyways. Um, what are your thoughts on and opinions on the death penalty um, just in itself? Um, does the government deserve to have the authority to take one's life over the crimes they've committed? And I guess this just speaks to criminals in general, whether they've killed, like Chris Watts, he killed his entire family. Are we talking about Richard Ramirez, a serial killer who went on to kill 100 people in millions of different violent ways? It depends, I guess, on whether or not you're asking a, um, a legal question. The Constitution has a provision against cruel and unusual punishment, right? But typically speaking, historically, executions have been carried out effectively always in human societies um, and in all different types of human societies. So there's nothing unusual about uh, the death penalty. There are even hunter-gatherer societies that if there's somebody in the in the tribe who um, is sort of a killer, then the, the other people will like, get together and they'll basically say, this, this person has to go. And, you know, the men will just all get together one afternoon, gang up on him in the afternoon, you know, just kill him. I mean, I guess for my own curiosity, like versus life in prison versus the death penalty, like what would be the deciding factor between that? Is it a person's characteristics? Um, how, like, I guess the degree of severity of the crime, like what are your opinions on that? It's, it's, it's difficult in a, in a sense because I'm a philosopher, right? So in the background, we have these sort of intuitions about just justice, generally speaking, and we have this idea in particular that punishment should somehow sort of be proportionate to the crime. And so the more egregious the crime, we tend to intuitively, people tend to intuitively think then the more severe the punishment can be, right? You know, one uh, particular emotional killing of someone might not um, meet the standards that we want to use, but that's a community decision, you know, we'd have to say. But at the same time, somebody that's kind of like a cold killer or kills just for practical purposes, right? So you have, so, you know, like a, a drug gang or the old school mafia or whatever, we're primarily, we're not killers we're criminals and we've got this criminal enterprise but in order to protect that criminal enterprise we have to kill some people you know but at the same time they'll have these kind of like enforcers who are become numerically sort of serial killers over time and they do it just you know just sort of matter of factly in a way so you know for those sorts of people maybe we do want to to make that 
that mm-hmm. that call where the punishment is that extreme. But you know, no one person can can decide that in the sense that there's no, I don't think, sort of like knockdown, you know, kind of argument or sort of moral position that will say the answer has to be this or has to be that. It's mm-hmm. going to be everybody's, yeah. you know, kind of input. Along with the firing squads, the reason they're bringing this back and they're preferring it over lethal injections are for two main reasons. And the first is that pharmaceutical companies are rejecting the practice of using their own drugs in lethal injection. They're kind of banning these drugs um, to be used in these practices. Um, do you think this choice is purely out of guilt or opposing view of ethics between the government and pharmaceutical companies? Well, I think the you know the pharmaceutical companies uh, you know are just kind of responding to social pressures wherever they tend to be. Some of the pharmaceutical companies that provide those drugs, for example, are in Western Europe, and most of the countries in Western Europe no longer have death penalties, and so there's there's pressure in their sort of local areas from in their communities for them to not participate. It's their decision, right? (laughs) To some extent, but it's a little bit odd from, I I guess, one perspective, right? So imagine I were, I were going to, I'm selling a used car and you come to look at my used car. And I said, well, no, look, I don't want my used car. I don't want my car to be used for any speeding. So I'm not going to sell it to you if you plan to speed. Right. So there's it's something a little bit odd about saying, I'm not going to sell you something depending upon how you're you're going to use it. Tell me how you're going to use it before you get it. In this case, of course, they know how it's going to be used. Yeah. So, you know, on the one hand, I want to say it's, it's their choice. If they want to not sell it to them, they cannot sell it to them, you know. But that means the state will have to do yeah. something. So Yeah, that's an interesting insight. I actually never really knew um the origins of those medicine practices and also like the fact that Europe doesn't do the death penalty. I think that's a very interesting or public executions, excuse me, I think that's a very interesting take. Um, so I think the second reason is because um, there have been times where the um, dosage hasn't been strong enough and so prisoners end up suffering through lethal injection instead of how it was intended to be used. Um, so one of the reasons um, they're being preferred over lethal injections um, is that they're less likely to suffer using firing squads versus lethal injection. Sure. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Do they, do you think they deserve to suffer if that takes place, or do you think they deserve a swift kind of execution? I don't really think desert necessarily comes into that um, distinction for a couple of reasons. One is that you can always have an extra dose hooked up to the IV, and it's just if that's not enough, we'll give you a little more, right? Calculating dosages uh, for things like that is itself tricky. I mean, just think about, say, physician-assisted suicide, where they have to, somebody has to calculate the dose and set up an IV and give the patient the button to, to administer it, or they have to have a dose of pills of cocktail that the, the patient takes themselves. So you've got medical practitioners trying to sort of provide a lethal dose for those terminally ill patients to, to take. And if the dose isn't quite right, usually the medical practitioner is also there to administer a little more um, sometimes if need be. So on the one hand, it doesn't seem like they would, it it just seems like practically speaking, you can sort of avoid the potential for suffering as if the initial dose isn't enough, you just add a little more to it. But I guess more, I might say sort of kind of holistically, just sort of about the whole practice, right? if If we've answered the question already that we can, it's okay to have a death penalty. And then now the question comes in about sort of methodologies some methodologies it seems like we would want to rule out maybe because those methods are particularly cruel but there's a sort of threshold where once you go above that you're in the any method that meets this threshold will be permissible so if the firing squad for example meets the threshold 
uh, ERS above it and lethal injection is above it, then e- either one doesn't really matter from the standpoint of, you know, we've, we've done both of those are in attempts to minimize suffering. One of my favorites that was an attempt to minimize suffering was the guillotine invented um, after the French Revolution to swiftly and efficiently chop the heads off of everyone rather than having somebody with a, an axe or a sword try to do it. You get a clean cut, a clean blow. You don't have to worry about the efficiency of the executioner or whether they're tired and so forth. So, you know, if, if the idea is to try to you know, minimize some of the, the suffering for any of those permissible, then it seems like they're all reasonably okay. Now, maybe if it's done correctly or with a high enough dose or what have you, right, maybe then the lethal injection has the least amount of suffering. But it would be rare for us to say that something has to be, you know, sort of morally perfect or morally best in order to be acceptable. Acceptable is going to be a lower threshold. And so if firing squads pass the acceptability threshold, then, you know, then the choice between them can rest on other things. Um, Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, This has been the Palmetto Report uh, with Spencer, Sabrina, and Joey. Thank you for all of our guests who we interviewed today. We're very grateful that they were here to spend their time with us and answer all of our questions. Um, And with that, I hope you all have a good rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in.